the nugget this, this evening. When you stay close to sin, when you stay close to sin, you lose your integrity. When you stay close to sin, you lose your integrity to say what God says. If people don't believe you, you remember how Lot was told, okay, get, get your family out of here because the Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be destroyed. And he went out to his family and friends, say, let's get out of here. And they said, you kidding me. So he lost his integrity because he was, he stayed close to sin. Okay, so, all right. Today's the 12th, halfway through the month already. This year is going by fast. So Father, we praise you, we thank you, Lord, as we look to your word. We rejoice, Father God, that this is Yom Kippur, Father God, Day of Atonement, Father God, for the Jewish nation, for the Jewish people, Father God. We rejoice with them, Father God, as they are celebrating, Father God, a feast into which you've called them to honor and respect. So, Father, we thank you for it. Now, we thank you, Lord, that th this word, Father God, also, Father God, would set us free in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, today, or in today's uh, environment, we need to understand and to know who we are and what we are capable of doing. As Christians in this world, we are faced with great opposition. Even in our own, com uh, even our, in our own country, um, it's uh, removing much of our Christian principles that were established in our land. Uh, and those principles have brought uh, blessings to this nation. But uh, we have eroded those principles, and you can see what's happening to our nation. Um, like the anti-Semitic uh, or anti-Semitics, anti-Semitism for the Jews, okay, you know, how they, they've been labeled all these years. And in fact, even right now, all, all through Europe, they are being... Um, Thrown, thrown out, and uh, uh, being harassed, uh, chased down, murdered, and so forth. Um, things are happening to Christians. Uh, just, I think it was in the newspaper, or in the news the last couple of days, there were two churches in Texas that were said that uh, we're out to get you and, and uh, Allah is God or something like that in nature. So uh, it was painted on their walls. So it's, uh, it's coming, you know. Um, and people, you know, you could be politically, politically correct on everything else, but if you're a Christian and you stand for your principles, you, you're, we are bigots uh, and homophobics and all the rest of that. So. We, we, we have to stand, uh, otherwise uh, uh, we will lose, um, not just in our values here, but we can lose our standing with the Lord. We have to be, he says, if you, if you stand for me, I'll stand for you, but if you 
don't stand for me. If you don't stand up for me, I'm not going to stand up for you. So we got to learn to stand. Okay? Amen? Okay. Knowing the time frame that we live in, it's our responsibility to focus and be secure in our faith. So if we'll turn to the Old, pardon me, the New Testament and to the right to the end of the Bible, just about, you'll find 1 John. Find the book of 1 John, and we want to go to chapter 4. Okay. Something attacked my glasses. I can't see it. Okay. That's 1 John chapter 4. Look at verse 4. If it's not highlighted, you need to highlight it. Ye are, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me read that from the Amplified. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, greater, mightier than he that is in the world. Wow, glory to God. What's it telling us? Great is, greater is he that is what? In what? In you. In other words, God is, is, taking, uh, uh, is now residing in you. We are now his holy temple. Each and every one of us is a holy temple. I mean, you know, you might look at somebody, well, they're not looking too good, you know, they're looking kind of shabby. But inside, inside that Christian, whatever, they're old, decrepit, you know, and they might be young and beautiful or young and ugly, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but, greater, but the greater one inside of you lives in you. We are, we are holy inside. He makes us a holy temple. He, he, he honors us that much that we, are, we have become a holy temple unto him. Glory to God. This is amazing. It's incredible and it's humbling to know that God has found a place in me or even you. I'm not going to say that, you know. <laughs> now, uh, we're always saying, you know. They never did say that uh, Growing old it took so so quick. <laughs> you know, I remember. Yeah, I think we all remember back when. You know, man. Somebody says they're twenty-five or thirty. I said, man, that's old. Yeah. Now we're reaching ages that that we never thought it was ever dreamed of. <laughs> I remember seeing somebody that was sixty. Man, that is old. <laughs> And I've sprung over that a little ways, and, and things have changed. I look in the mirror, and who is that? But, but glory to God, God is residing within us, and he loves us that much. He just wants to live in us. And if we'll turn to now 1 Corinthians, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians in chapter 1. Looking at verse 30, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. 
But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Since we've been saved, we've been made righteous. Amen. We're redeemed. Yes. We've been sanctified. Glory to God. Well, I mean, that means you, we're, we're clean. I mean, squeaky clean, you know. Uh, the uh, advertisements for your dishwashers, you know, you'll put this ingredient in there and your glasses come out, they're squeaky clean. Well, guess what? You're squeaky clean inside. Amen. Glory to God. Well, one of you thought it. <laughs> we need to be squeaky clean. We're sanctified. We have to see ourselves that way. And when the devil says, I know who you are, I know what you did. That ain't me. Look inside. Look inside, devil. Look inside. God lives in here. That means it's a holy place. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's go on to first, not first, Ephesians chapter 5. And we want to go to the first chapter. That's Ephesians chapter 1. Pardon me. I'll get it together. Ephesians chapter 1, looking at verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the to good pleasure of his will. From the Amplified. For he foredained us, destined us, planned in love for us to be adopted, revealed. Oh, glory to God, I feel good when I'm adopted. As his own children through Christ Jesus in accordance with the purpose of his will because it pleased him and that was his kind intent. Glory to God, we're adopted. Hallelujah, glory to God. It's an honor and a privilege to be adopted, to be a child of God, to be part of his family. And when you're part of somebody's family, you get all the benefits that that family has. Amen. Think about it. I, I just want to use an example. Uh, Trump, Mr. Trump, he has a family. People say his, fa his children are respectable. They, have, they are, are uh, well-educated. They, uh, they carry themselves well. They're, you know, and uh, they ask these children, I saw the interview, asked you, how, 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 did, how, why did you turn out so good? He says, our dad didn't give us anything. He says, we're going on the job. He took, he took his kids on the job as they grew up. And he, and he let them work with the workers. Yeah. If the guy was uh, shoveling cement, his kid got to shovel cement. If they're tacking up uh, drywall, they were tacking up drywall. He learned how to, the kids learned how to drive dump trucks and all those things. Those kids learned and respected the individuals that worked for their dad and saw how hard they work to get their money. And they learned a, a uh, earned a distinction of, hey, these people work hard for the money. You know, I, we're blessed, but I understand what they're going through and I, I, I know the common terms and we need to back them. And that's what, uh, that's what made these kids great. They weren't just handed things and you know, a lot of kids are handed things and uh, 
Gimme, give gimme give more, gimme, give gimme give more. And the kid's not doing anything. They're, they're, well, I'm not going to go there. We've all seen those that have been that way. And they are, uh, I hate to say it, they're kind of a disgrace to their parents when they do things like that. Uh, but uh, we've been adopted into the family. And we, have, we get to have all the benefits, but he's wanting us to learn how these benefits work and how to get them. He just didn't say, here they are, and whoa. he says, you've got to work for them. You've got to do what is required of you to get these benefits. And this is what we need to do. We need to know who we are and how to work the benefits. Amen. It's for all of us. Some, some of us excel in it. Others are a little bit slower. Hello. I'm, I'm believing that we all excel. And if we haven't got there, we will shoot up and get going. Amen? Okay, uh, since we are in Ephesians, let's go back to the book of Galatians this time. Galatians chapter 2. Look what Paul says. Galatians chapter 2, and we will look at verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. From the Amplified, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me. Glory to God. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by inheritance, and the reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Paul says, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Paul recognized, recognized the greatness that's in him. He found out who he was inside. We have to find out who we are inside to accomplish things in this world. Because if we don't have the right um, chemical balance, you can't, you know, um, if, 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 if we were, if we had brought a child in here and all we gave them was candy and, and junk foods, guess what? That child would not develop correctly. But if we gave him the proper foods, that child should develop correctly with the exercise and so forth. God has given us the directions how to develop, and we need to implement them into our lifestyles. He says, this is the way to do it because Christ lives in us. The greater one lives in us. I'm holy. You know, we make the joke of, of Superman, you know, tearing off his shirt. There's that big S, Superman, you know. Hey, we, we open our, open, if people should open us up, they, could see, they should see Christian Jesus glowing out of us. The power of God. Glory to God. Just, just excelling out of it. Glory to God. Again, Paul recognized the greatness within. Paul confessed that at one time he was the world's worst sinner. You remember that? He said, I don't deserve anything. I'm, I, I am the, the sinner of sinners. And after his conversion on the road to Damascus, he had that great salvation, that great conversion. 
and it changed him. And then he began to put things together as he, he already knew the word of God in, in a reciting mode because that's who he was. He was a teacher, Pharisee of Pharisees. But now he, he put that together with what the spiritual spirit was saying to him and he came alive. Glory to God, as, as we read the word, we need to come alive and say, okay, this is me, this is how I'm, I'm supposed to act, this is what I can do, this is what I'm not to do. Amen? Glory to God. Amen. Okay, 2 Corinthians, going out to 2 Corinthians, back up a little bit, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Again, this is a familiar verse that we have looked at before. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Looking at verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. From the Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature, new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, a, the fresh and new one has come. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need to know that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Glory to God. Behold, all things are what? New. New. We need to discover, or we need, uh, discovering who we are now and what we are capable of doing is because we've let the Word of God come into our lives. We need to let the Word educate us. Amen? And as, as we read the Word of God, doors begin to open. And, and when these doors are open, the blessings come. And the, uh, the abundant life is before us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what we call amazing favor. Amazing. We have amazing favor when, when, we, when those blessings come upon us. It says, if, if you give, men shall be given back unto you. If you bless Israel, you are blessed. I'm glad that uh, we have an opportunity to bless Israel monthly here. Glory to God, I tell you what. Things are, are going to just, just open up for each and every one of us as, you know, you say, well, I haven't seen it yet. Well, I, you know, I've given, just wait. And if, 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 you, if you need to, Lord, just send those, send the ministering, send that financial angel my way. It says, ask and it should, and it should be given. Amen. It says, call upon me and I will answer thee. Well, hey, he just, sometimes he just wants to say, okay, when do you want this blessing? Sometimes we don't even ask. We don't know when we want the blessing. He says, I could, you might have a blessing already stacked up over here. And you think, man, I've been given and given, nothing's happening. Well, did you ask him for it? I need, I <laughs> I just need a percentage of that to come in my way. Hey, if he already gave, J G gave Jesus his all, 
hey, finances is nothing. So, or a job is nothing. Or health is not, well, the health is already there because by Jesus' stripes we're healed. But, I mean, if he's already given us his best, anything else is secondary. Anything else is secondary. Glory to God. Because we, we have favor, we are blessed. Because who we, we are knowing who we are. Glory to God. Let's see. Again, that's, this is amazing favor. God's holy word is the greatest tool we have been given to use in this life. You know, this, the word of God that's in your lap, the word of God that's on your iPad or whatever you're using, your phone or whatever, it's the greatest tool that, that, that's been given to us. And what do you do with the tool? What do you do with the shovel? You use it. You know, you know here's my shovel. It's a gold-plated, it's a shovel that's supposed to dig up the treasure. And if we don't use it, you don't get the treasure. So the Bible is the great, the word, God's word is the greatest tool that, that God has given us. You open this up and you begin to use this tool properly and you'll begin to see the blessings come. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There isn't anything like it. You get life, the love, the power, and the greatness of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. It comes into you as we open up the Scriptures. Glory. Okay, let's go now to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Look what Jesus said. We're talking about the word at this point. Jesus said in Luke 4, verse 4, Jesus answered him saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by the every word of God. Let me read that from the Amplified. And Jesus replied unto him, It is written, Man shall not live and be sustained on by or on bread alone, but by, the, by every word and expression of God. Wow! That word is, is an expression to set us up. Amen. We are to live by the word. Amen. Every word of God speaks, or every word of God that you read has life in it, and it has greatness. It, it opens the door for, the, for, for you to move, because inside you, you contain, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are pure. I mean, no matter how, how often you fail, if you take 1 John 1 9, God loves you. He loves you even when you, when you, you miss it. And he's, all, he's after you. He says that he'll send, send out a hook to reel you back in if you stray away. I'm glad he did that for me. When I went astray, he sent that hook out and I got caught and he reeled me back in, and I don't want to go back out there. I mean, there's times that I feel like, oh, you know, that, that, that's really nice. <laughs> you know, there's that, that little dark area we always talk about. I talked about that Sunday, that dark area. I know you don't have any of those dark areas, glory to God. But, hey, it's time to... He used that willowing fork and the sieve to get rid of that chaff in your life. Glory to God. I mean... You know, sometimes we, 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 sometimes, 
exploring. You know, when you're out in the world, you sometimes you build a, a hill of chaff. It takes a while. It, just take a match and just put it in there. Let it go. Amen. Glory to God. I'm glad God works for us that way. Okay, let's now go to the Old Testament for a moment. And let's go to Ezekiel chapter 12. That's Ezekiel chapter 12. Ezekiel chapter 12. Okay. Let's look at verse 25. Ezekiel 12, 25. From the King James. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass, and it shall be no more prolonged in your days. Glory to God, it's not going to be prolonged. What he spoke over you is going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Going back to Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, I got plans for you. Hey, he spoke it, it's going to come to pass. There's a reward when we follow his plans. It's coming. It's here. Just, just open up to it. Quit. Yeah. You know, we, all of us seen that. I think we've seen the picture. Of, of, there's a door there, and Jesus is there, and he's knocking on the door. You know, there's no, there was no latch on the outside, so it has to be open from the inside. He's saying, open up. I've got something beautiful for you. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've got blessings. I've got favor upon you. From the Amplified, uh, the same verse, that's Ezekiel 12, 25. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall be performed, come to pass, and it shall be no more delayed or prolonged in your days. Hallelujah. It's here. His word, just find his word, find a promise in his word. And he says, and say, okay, Lord, you said it won't be prolonged in my days. It's got to come to pass. You know, I'm getting up there. I'm almost 25. <laughs> Things have to happen. Amen. What did Jabez, and we sing the song, sing the song almost weekly. No more limits. Amen. I mean, Take the open up. No more limits. Allow God to just pour His blessing, pour His anointing upon you, and that anointing's out there to to produce jobs, to make and invent witty ideas. Amen. There's an anointing on you upon, upon each and every. We have to open up to it. Just, well, you know, I don't know what to do. Well, Lord, what are some of the thoughts that you think towards me? Because some of those thoughts are ideas that he, want, he, has in, he wants to just open up for you. Amen. Lord, what's, what's, the, what's, a, what's a blessing today? What, what is it that, uh, that I can do for my fellow man? So he doesn't want you to just me, 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 me. He wants it's me but flow out to others. So... Ask the Lord, okay, what can I do to help others? Amen. And produce something. Yeah. Produce something in their life. There's an anointing there. Lord, let that anointing flow through me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We should hold his word on high esteem and never doubt what he says. Don't doubt what he says. Amen. Glory to God.
Okay. Now let's uh, back up a little bit. Still in the Old Testament. And you want to find the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 66 at this time. Isaiah chapter 66. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at verse 1. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 1. Thus says the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you built, uh, built unto me? And where is, the, where is the place of my rest? In other words, God has no limitations. Amen. He's great. The great I am has no limitations. Amen. The earth is his. The heavens are his. Amen. The footstool, the house, glory to God. Now here, here's, here's the part that, that gets us bogged down. We live in our five physical senses. See, smell, taste, touch, hear. Give me the fifth one. <laughs> See, hear one. Taste, hear. We said smell, didn't I? Taste. Okay, taste. Okay. So, we live in those five physical, I mean, you know, that's how a baby finds out things. He's crawling on the floor and he sees that thing that's crawling and he picks it up and he said, no, that's wrong. He spits it out. He should spit it out anyway. You know, or that baby goes in and he learn, he's learning by his senses. Okay, we learn by our senses, but God has given us a greater sense. And we have to use this new sense, that God, or scent, senses, scent that God has given us, okay? Our living, our living only by our five senses puts limits on God. Our physical senses must yield to the spiritual realm. All right, glory, there it is. Our spiritual senses must yield to the spiritual realm if we are accomplish things for God. There can be no room for doubt. Doubt erodes and eventually destroys your faith. So let's go back to the New Testament and go back to Galatians. Galatians. Find the book of Galatians, once again, Galatians chapter 5. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 25. Galatians 5, 25. Look at this. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. From the Amplified, if we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. Glory to God. We're called to live in the Spirit. That means we need to operate in faith. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here's how we do it. Here's how we do it. 
to remove the senses or at least have the senses uh, come under subjection to this. Hebrews chapter 10, looking at verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if, there be, if any man draw back, my soul have, will have no pleasure in him. From the Amplified, Hebrews 10, 38. From the Amplified. But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction respecting man's relationship to God and divine things and holy fervor, born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul shall have no delight or pleasure in him. So we have to, at all times, walk in faith. This is the, this is the spiritual realm, faith. And it's above the five physical senses. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we need to learn to walk in faith. Second, let's go now to 2 Corinthians I, I know we're jumping all over the place, but hey, it's good to see where some of these scriptures are all hidden. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. That's 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Look at verse 9. Jesus is speaking here. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me or in me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's read that from the Amplified. Amplified. That's 2 Corinthians 12, 9 from the Amplified. But he said unto me, My grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger, and enables you to bear the trouble manifully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and complete, and show themselves most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all... See, I will... The more glad, glad glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest. Yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. It's already in him. Let that glory rise up. Sufficient means more than enough. It's more than enough. What well, he says, my grace is sufficient. My grace is more than enough. This grace is action. The grace is favor of God 24-7. Again, this grace is the favor of God 24-7. Grace endures that you may still have the favor of God if you are his child. You always have his favor. Wherever you go, you have his favor. All you have to do is ask and believe. And it comes to pass. Oh, glory to God. Where's this favor? Where's this grace located in? How, how, how do we operate in it? So let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Looking at Matthew chapter 7. Glory to God. 
Look what Jesus says for this grace or this favor. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Glory to God. Hallelujah. From the Amplified Matthew 7, verse 7 says, Keep on asking, and it will be given unto you. Keep on seeking, and, it will, and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. Glory to God. That's, fa that's favor extended unto us. Oh, glory to God. Favor. Extended to you. Extended to me. Wow. Wow. All because he resides within us. Because we have our holy inside. Okay. Back to the Old Testament in a moment. Let's find the book of Psalms. Book of Psalms and find the 46th chapter. That's the 46th chapter. Psalms 46. In Psalms 46, if this is not highlighted in your Bible, you need to highlight it or, or underline it. Psalms 46, and we want to look at verse 10. He's speaking to you and I. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, I will, exalt, I will be exalted in the earth. Hallelujah! Be still. Know that I am God. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus, yesterday, today, and forever. He's God. There's no change. He there's no change in him. What he says is true. He says, I love you with all my heart. I've given my life for you. I've given you favor. I've given, my, given you my anointing. I've given you my Holy Spirit. Walk in it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go back to the New Testament once again. I get you getting your exercise tonight. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Verse 19. We all know this one. Philippians 4, 19 says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. From the Amplified, verse 19, And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And what does that refer to? Let's go look, look at this one, Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12. Look at verse 3, Romans chapter 12, 3. For I say unto you, the grace that is given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according, to, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So God supplies all our needs through faith. And he's given us that faith to, to operate and work in and in. And establish in our lives. 
Okay, back to the Old Testament. And Jeremiah chapter 32 this time. Jeremiah chapter 32. Oh, I know you're jumping around. Jeremiah 32, looking at verse 27. That's Jeremiah 22, uh, 32, verse 27. Highlight it, highlight it. Jeremiah 32, 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? No, he's limitless. Nothing is impossible unto God. Luke chapter 1. Put it all together, and you'll be dancing out of here. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. It, it goes on and says, For with God nothing is impossible. From the Amplified, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall ever be without power or impossible of fulfillment. What God says, He's going to fulfill in our lives. He's going to fulfill as long as we hold on with faith. Glory. Hallelujah. Nothing's impossible. And then, of course, if you run back to Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, it says, Call upon me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things. Call upon him. He says, I, 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 want, he says, I want you to talk to me. I want to have a relationship with you that's so deep that when you talk, I, I, I respond. It's not like, Hello, are you here? God, I know the throne room's large. Are you here? God, are you sleeping? No, he says, call upon me and I'll answer. He's talking to the believer. He's talking to you and me. He'll, he'll answer us. Well, I'll just give you a couple of these verses that uh, took place. In Joshua chapter 10. Joshua is fighting the Amalekites. I think it's, that's who it is. The Amalekites. Okay. And uh, they're winning the battle. But there's so many, so many of them that uh, if it turns dark, they're going to run. And we're not going to finish them off. So what does Joshua say? God, if you'll keep the sun from moving and the moon from moving, we will destroy the enemy. And what did God do? It was over 24 hours of daylight. It's almost like living in, in Alaska. <laughs> but it's extended. The regular day was extended. More likely it was getting to sundown. And, uh, and he says, and Josh says, I, they're, getting, they're escaping because it's getting dark. Hold the moon and and, and, and the sun where there are so we can see the enemy to kill them. Amen. Hey, Lord, don't let this situation or circumstance go any further. Hold it until I get killed this enemy. Stop the enemy where he's at. Don't let him go on. Don't let him turn and run and come back and get you the next day. Lord, stop him right now. Stop around. Hold, hold everything. That's what he says. Hold everything. I want to destroy the enemy. And what happened? Did God do it? He did it. He'll do the same. If he did it for them, he'll do it for you, you and I. 
Whatever the situation, circumcision is, circumcision, pardon me. Circumstance is. That one came out wrong. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me of a, uh, a pastor I knew that uh, they were talking about the phylactery boxes on, his, on the hand. <laughs> and he brought that one out. <laughs> he says, that was at the very beginning of his sermon. He says, okay. Everybody was laughing. Nobody could hold it. He says, that's it. You're excused. We'll close. We'll get. We'll pick up next week. And they closed early because nobody, you know, nobody could hold it any longer. <laughs> Almost did it. All right. Okay. In First Kings chapter seventeen, you remember Elijah? He says, "I am requesting that there be no more rain." And it was three years. Did God do it? No more rain. Three years. Glory to God. And let's, uh, since we're, we should be in the New Testament, let's go to um, Romans 4. In Romans chapter 4, oh, glory to God. This is who we're called to be. This is... If you're doing this, you're stepping up a notch. Going into, this is, if you're labeling this, this the sermon tonight, it's stepping up. Glory. Romans chapter 4, looking at verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Calling those things that be not as though they were. You'll find that um, almost saying the same thing in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 18. Calling those things that be not as though they were. We are, this is, this is faith in action. Calling those things that be not as though they were. God, you're going to move. Because I remain alive unto you. I remain alive unto the, the word of God. I, re, I, mean, I remain alive in the things of God. Call those things that be not as though they were. This is our, this is our inheritance, what we've just looked at. We need to be proud of it. We need to accept it. We need to claim it. We need to use it. It's ours to be what God planned for our lives. Amen. So let's step up and do the right thing. Amen. Proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the beginning of it. And then signs and wonders will follow us in the, his mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Anybody need prayer? I'll put it that way. I know there's, uh, after we close, we'll get those uh, anointed cloths for Sherry. Okay, but anybody praying prayer other than that? Okay. I hope you, I hope we all step up. Step up and do things. Step into our right position. Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that 
Your word is truth, Father God, and Father God, your truth, Father God, is residing within us, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that we have the boldness and the confidence, Father God, to go forth and do those things that you've called us to do, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, that you give us each a good night's rest for tomorrow's endeavors, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for those that are needing a touch tonight, Father God, uh, in their bodies, Father God. Give them strength, Father God, and endurance, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that sickness and disease is, has no part of us. We praise you. We just give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.